Welcome into the Off the Post podcast. I'm Nick Delvayon with my co-host Lucas Tashi. Today we are back from a two-week break. There's been so much going on. We're going to talk about the Bundesliga, the La Liga, and the Liga winners. We're going to get into Serie A and Premier League because that has yet to wrap up. And then we're going to talk about the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Conference League finals and what happened in the semifinal. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Lucas, we are back. We are so back, Nick. I see your smile. You are buzzing right now. This week is probably hectic for you. So much has happened. I mean, your team. Yeah. Your team. Yeah. Like Real Madrid. Unreal, man. Unreal. This is why we love football. Like, this is why. What a, what a week of soccer. Like, brilliant stuff. How are you doing? On Lucas, I can't even describe it. It is uh this is the best soccer season I've had in like a, a long time. Uh in in terms of and footballing season in terms of uh you know the two teams that I like doing well, exceeding expectations and uh ending up to to you know go past the goals that they had at the beginning of the season. Um you know, we talked about Arsenal before and we'll we'll get into the Premier League race, but with Real Madrid uh, I mean, my favorite team for the past, I don't know, like I'm 27, 20 years of my life. Um, for going into this season, you know, we had thought that they might compete, but we had said that Atletico has the best squad overall and they've been disappointing. And for Real Madrid to not only uh, win the league already and to be in the Champions League final, it's, it's incredible. I've never seen a team like this before, ever. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They just have so much fight. You can never count them out. I mean, Nick, let's just get straight into it. Champions League. This is what we're really talking about. Champions League competition. Real Madrid versus Man City. Man City were a 4-3 on aggregate going into the second leg. What a wild first game that was, too, by the way. We didn't get to talk about that. That was back and forth. Man City could have easily put away five to six goals in that first game alone, but they didn't. They lost their chance. So going into the second leg, Real Madrid are down one goal. They needed to win by one. I Also, I love this away goals, like removing the away goal rules. Like that was fantastic from, uh, from UEFA to remove it because then it goes into extra time instead of having to deal with the away goal rule. So anyways, going into the second leg, 70th minute, 75th minute around that time, Riyad Mahrez scores for Man City. So now in aggregate, they're up two goals. Unreal stuff, man. It, and then 90th minute, Rodrigo scores. They're like, nah, uh, like in your head, it's not going to happen. No way, definitely not. Oh my gosh, in the 91st minute, he scores to bring the game into extra time. And what's crazy is they could have had a third goal in the 90th minute still. They could have had three goals in the 90th minute. And they would have that would have been unreal. But this game goes into extra time and a penalty call for Real Madrid in the 95th minute, which in my opinion was the correct call. 
uh, I, I don't, I mean, you'll, you'll be biased. I'll be unbiased. No, I agree. I agree. If it wasn't, I would have, I would have said that, uh, it's, it's pretty soft, but I thought it was pretty straightforward and, uh, indisputable. The correct call, Kareem Benzema slots it away. Perfectly executed penalty. Real Madrid advanced to the finals. <laughs> Your smile says it all. Oh man. I mean, uh, just the road this team has had to get to the final, uh, they have done nothing but prove that they, and if they were to beat Liverpool, they would have had done everything to prove that they are um, the best team in the in the world, like by far this season, right? You beat, you beat PSG, you beat Chelsea, you beat Inter Milan in the group stages. Uh, you also go on to beat Man City. And then if you beat Liverpool, they essentially, we had talked about, Lucas, the teams that we had thought would would win the t- uh, the Champions League title. We mentioned PSG. We, I mean, Real Madrid was the one that we were screaming at with the odds because they were plus 2,800 at the round of 16 phase, which was insane to me. But it was Real Madrid, PSG, Bayern, Man City, and Liverpool. And and Real Madrid has beaten, uh, beaten like two of those teams will have beaten three of those five teams if they beat Liverpool in the final on the 29th, I believe. So I'm. I mean, just so much, so much to think about. I can't. Uh, I can't put into words how I was feeling when they scored. Other than I've never seen a team like this before. The only thing that comes close is Manchester United's treble winning team, where yeah, they were yeah. down uh, one nothing against Bayern Munich, and they they came back to win two one in extra time, right within the last like five ten minutes. But Real Madrid has done this all season, all season. They were down two nothing against Sevilla. They came back. They won. Uh, they were down against PSG, came back, they they won. You know, they were losing to Chelsea. The, Chelsea had turned it around in the second leg. They came back, they won. Just incredible, incredible heart. Uh, if if they're down against Liverpool, I have no doubts in my mind that they, they are still not out of it. And uh, like I said before, I've never seen anything like this before. Neither about it. I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. They did it in every single stage of this of this Champions League run. Against PSG, they were down. Against Chelsea, they were down. Against Man City, they were down. And they just come back. There's no, like, there is nonstop fight in this team. There's so much heart in this team. And uh, you just, you you got to love to see it. You got to love to see it. What, what um, this does, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But what this does also for, for them next season is uh, Ancelotti stays again, right? The Most of the players will stay the same in this squad. So, we could be seeing uh, not really the beginning of like, you know, a dynasty again. Right. But we could see the same things that are occurring this season, next season, where Real Madrid's down and they come back to, to win it again. You know what I mean? Because the same, same players will have the same carryover. The younger players will still get better. The older players. I mean, I, I don't see Modric or Benzema or in Cruz is younger, but Cruz, like I don't see them falling off really another season. Uh, because they've they've continued to be some of the best center midfielders in the world. So yeah, and they and they can maintain their schedule given that they have a lot of depth. They don't have to play every single game. They can they can plug in Kamavinga in there. They can plug in uh, Valverde in there. Like yeah. Casemiro is still there. Like they this team is going to be really good next year. One last thing before maybe we talk about Man City and how devastating it is for them because I feel like uh, we, we've kind of underscored it. I do feel like it's more Real Madrid winning than Man City losing. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the subs that Ancelotti made were like were 
perfect, right? Kemavinga, oh. Ceballos, he uh, brings on like a couple of defenders in extra time, uh, and they they're able to to hold on to the result. So, uh, yeah, unreal. Do you actually see that Ancelotti went to his senior players, Cruz and Marcelo, and asked them what subs he should do, who yeah. he should bring yeah. on? Like that's a great manager, to be honest. Like that's yeah. crazy. I mean, the the chemistry with this team's unreal. Cause when when uh when the penalty was won, Benzema had asked Rodrigo, he's like, "Do you want to yeah. take it for the hat trick?" And yeah. Rodrigo was like, "No, you can take it. It's okay." Like that. That's just like crazy team chemistry. Yeah. Just like all for each other, and they don't. Uh, they're just having a good time, man. It's it's crazy how they can just be down like I that know. in like the 90th minute and just come back to win the the game. It, unreal. Unreal. Now going on to Man City, this is devastating for them. You're up two goals in aggregate in the 75th minute, and you just an epic, epic collapse. I agree with you that it is Real Madrid winning more so than Man City losing, but this game was going against City. Well, this tie the entire time was going against City. Um, Courtois with a man of the match performance. Unreal saves, uh, Jack Realish with the uh, with the chance, and uh, Mendy with the goal line clearance as well. Like just wow, off of Foden too. He off hits the ball Foden off of Foden too. and it goes out, which is crazy to me. Just like insane. But Man City only have themselves to blame, in my opinion. They should have put this game away uh, and the previous game away too. Like they scored four in that first game, but easily it could have been six or seven they had so many chances even in this game they had 10 shots on target and one goal like yes that's a testament of Courtois but also like they got to do better um and this is Pep want wanted the Champions League they they're over winning the Premier League every single year Pep wanted the Champions League and seeing that they can't win the Champions League it warms my heart as a Man United fan <laughs> It warms my heart. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, it's great. There's only there's only one more team to beat now, and uh, I agree. I agree completely with everything that you said with Man City's take. They're going to come back better uh, next year, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later uh, once the summer summer kicks around and the transfer windows open. But um, but I you know there's rumors of of Holland already going there, so I I just have no doubt that they're going to be way better next year and. Who knows? Maybe next year is their year. But um, I don't know. I want to flip gears and talk about Liverpool, right? I mean, they do exactly what they what we expected. Yeah. Uh, the second leg was was kind of hard though because they Villarreal, to their credit, uh, essentially equalized the tie at two nothing, and then you know the second half just had a series of goalkeeping errors by Ruli. That pretty much took them out of the, the tie. They were playing hurt. You know, they had no yeah. Moreno uh, for the first leg. I'm pretty sure he was hurt for the, the second, too. And then they were out. Uh, one of their, their wingers, I can't pronounce his name. I think it's, uh, I think his first name's Arnaud, uh, Maruja, But I can't, I have to, I have to look up the name to, to say it correctly. But he, he scored against Bayern, right? And he's a great winger and has been one of their best players in the Champions League so far. They were without him for the second tie as well. And that uh, that pretty much sealed it. Uh, yeah, Arnaud Danjuma. So I, I got that right off the top of my head. But yeah. uh, 
But yeah, I mean, Villarreal, Real, Real, um, I mean, Villarreal's out, Liverpool, Real Madrid. Uh, you know, R- Liverpool has a chance to win the treble, Lucas. It's crazy. Liverpool does have a chance to win the treble. But, I mean, we'll see what actually happens. Uh, we'll get into this a, a little bit later when we talk about the Premier League race. Um, but, like you said, I, I agree with everything you said. It's as we expected. Um, it did make Liverpool nervous after the first half when they were down 2-0. Uh, Villarreal tied it up in aggregate. But then they just took over. They just showed that they're the better side. Like, way, way better side. And this final is going to be a lot of fun. A I- lot fun to watch i agree um, it w- if it was man city versus liverpool i would have hated it but real madrid versus liverpool is going to be a great and entertaining game in my it's a, it's a rematch it's a rematch it's a rematch mo salah said that he wanted real madrid he wanted that redemption he wanted uh that payback we'll see if he gets it yeah damn straight so uh shifting gears over to the rest of the european competitions Um, We did touch on the Europa League previously, but now, as we're getting into it, it was also the semifinals. We had Eintracht Frankfurt and West Ham, RB Leipzig and Rangers. Man, I wanted West Ham to win it. I wanted West Ham to, like, advance. Like, what a great story that was for them. But Eintracht Frankfurt, they've had a fantastic run in the Europa League. Beating uh, Barcelona, then going on to beat uh, West Ham, that is no easy feat whatsoever. So you have to give credit to them. They ended up winning the tie 3-1 to in aggregate uh, after beating West Ham away and then beating West Ham at home. Um, really, really strong performance from them, and they looked very comfortable too. Uh, a red card in the second leg did hurt, that, uh, hurt West Ham, um, but still, even before then, I was watching. The Frankfurt looked very, very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I I ultimately agree. Um, Frankfurt deserves to honestly go through the final. They've been the best team. They beat Barcelona. They beat West Ham. Uh, two two of the teams we had said were favorites on at both stages, right? We thought Barcelona was going to be the favorite uh, in the uh, quarterfinals. We thought West Ham was yeah. The- to win it. We wanted West Ham to win because it would have been great for their friends. Uh, but, but I mean, Eintracht Frankfurt has proven that they're the best team in the Europa League this season, which is crazy because they have been horrible in the, in the Bundesliga this year to their standards. And yeah. uh, it's interesting what happens against this next team, right, who is Rangers, who comes back from being down one nothing in the first leg to beat RB Leipzig 3-1. I mean... They, they, they essentially take over the leg within the first, like, half. They're up 2-1 uh, well, they, on aggregate. Then you have Nkunku, who's been unstoppable all year for them. And, uh, and he ties the leg, and then Lundstrom wins it for, uh, for Rangers in the 80th minute. I mean, credit to Rangers, right? They didn't have possession, but they took, uh, they took their chances when they had them. They were very efficient. They played on the counterattack, and uh, I can't believe this team's in the final, but they had a great run last year, too. And uh, it's crazy to see. I mean, I think we we both favor Frankfurt, right? But but it's just crazy to see this matchup because no one would have ever predicted these two teams in the final. Nobody whatsoever. Uh, you would, it would actually be fantastic to see Rangers win because they've been dominating. Uh, they did not have an easy run to get to the finals whatsoever. 
They beat yeah. Dortmund, um, and then they beat, sorry, uh, RB Leipzig. Like, two very difficult sides. So, yeah. really a lot of credit to them. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it, this is not something that we expected whatsoever. Like, no. it, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, I mean, we'll, across both Champions League and Europa League, we will get into our predictions in another episode. But this is, like, I don't know. I don't favor Frankfurt, to be honest. I, it's very evenly matched. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think whoever wins it, I'm super happy for them. Yeah. Uh, Rangers would be unreal just because of the fact that they haven't won a major European trophy in such a long time. So it would it would be awesome to see. But Eintracht Frankfurt is in the same boat too. Both of these teams have not won anything uh, major uh, in a European competition in a super long time. So honestly, this is like one of those feel good finals if you're a neutral. Yeah. You know, either either team that wins, it, it's a great story. Agreed. The final European competition, because there was so much that happened. <laughs> uh, we didn't really touch on this. It's kind of a clowny competition. It was just for uh, UEFA to make some money. But you still got to bring it up because there is some quality uh, teams in the tournament. In the semifinals of the Europa Conference League, you had Leicester City and Roma, Feyenoord and Marseille. Uh, with Roma upsetting Leicester City, in my opinion, with a 2-1 aggregate win, Roma winning 1-0 at home against Leicester. Leicester are just so underwhelming. Um, but you have to give credit to Jose Mourinho for bringing this side to a European final. Um, a lot of credit. Yes, there are like some clowny teams in here, but... Roma going into the final, beating Leicester City. You have to give them credit there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I th- I I mean, listen, it's it's definitely a lower tr- tier trophy, but I I rate it as the same kind of level as a, a domestic cup, essentially for like a major team, right? Like if Roma was to win um, the Coppa Italia or something like that, I kind of rate that the same as the the Conference League in terms of accomplishments, but. Uh, you know, this team has had a great season so far. They're they're essentially going to finish. Um, I mean, I don't know because it's tight, right, with Lazio, but they'll finish in either fifth or sixth. Uh, and they'll, you know, they'll be able to qualify for Europa League regardless of what happens in this final. But to win a trophy as well would be great for their confidence going into next season and great for their mentality, and it, it's something for Mourinho to build off of to hopefully compete for Champions League in, in the future seasons because, you know, AS Roma is one of the four big clubs historically in Italy, mm-hmm. and uh, they have not been good recently, but it seems like he is doing a great job turning things around. Fire Nerd, uh, you know, has had a great season, on a, honestly. We don't talk about the, the Dutch League at all, right, because it's just – it's not viewed – in, um, you know, as a high as the other five major leagues. But Feyenoord has uh, essentially locked in, like, third place for the Eredivisie. And uh, I think, you know, they've had a great season. Don't pick them to win it, right? I don't I don't have them favored. But uh, you have to give a shout-out to them because they've – I mean, sorry, I said Feyenoord. Um, yeah, that is Feyenoord, right? I was thinking about the Europa League for a split second. No, 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 no Feyenoord. But you know they they beat they beat um, Marseille, who's also a good team. But it's just it's just it's hard to say who deserves it 
because the competition has not been uh, not been great. I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I would lean Roma winning. Uh, it would be a great confidence booster for that team. And R- uh, Jose Mourinho in a final, you you can never count him out. Um, I agree. I agree. Should like I said, there will be uh, a preview of all the matchups uh, in upcoming pods. But what a wild, wild run of games in the Champions League. This is why the Champions League is the best, man. This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Real Madrid has been the like highlight of this Champions League, regardless of whether they win it or lose it, just because of how they've played in these in these games. Every fixture has been entertaining with them. Uh, I mean, I don't want to bag on Liverpool, but Liverpool's had a way easier path to uh, to victory than Real Madrid by far. Not even close. Yeah, they definitely did. All right, should we talk about the top five leagues and crown Let's some winners? All right. How, how do you want to do this? Uh, I want to talk about the teams that won it and say okay. that they deserved it for the next two minutes, <laughs> and then I, and then we can talk about uh, the Serie A first and then the Prem. Let's do it. Let's right. run through it. So, uh, Ligue 1 champions are Paris Saint-Germain. They locked that up. Uh, Kylian, Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe is the player of the year for them. Uh, four Ligue 1, no surprise there. M- my guys had like 24 goals and 16 assists been dominant the whole time and uh there's nothing else to really say here right psg deserve it messi uh kind of just hangs out you know with the boys for the season wins a couple trophies and uh and you know calls it a calls it a season yeah i mean that's it yeah nothing nothing else to say i mean this other competition too there's not much else to say either uh the bundesliga i mean bayern is running away with it uh, they haven't fully secured uh, the Bundesliga title yet. No, they There's, have. Oh, they have. They have. It's it's oh. remember, 34, 34 games and uh, two games left to play, right? So, yeah. you're right. You're right. Good call. Keep me honest there. I, I like it. Um, so, yeah, congrats to Bayern, as expected. PSG and Bayern, they win. Um, yeah, it, not much else to say here. It literally finishes as we expected. Bayern first, Dortmund second. Um, RB Leipzig, I said, would have would struggle in the league, and they're in fifth right now. So they're out of that uh, Champions League place. Yeah, I mean, SC Freiburg out of nowhere. You know, they just signed uh, – I don't know if you saw this, but they, they announced that they signed uh, Matthias Ginter from uh, Montreal. Yes. Back. So, you know, like great center, uh, center back exactly fits a need for them. Uh, I believe he's a hometown player for them. So for, uh, for Freiburg – Great, great season. No one expected them to be in this spot competing, and they're going to end with uh, Europa League. And Colm, like, relegated one season, come back, and they're in, like, sixth place. They've won four in a row. Great. Uh, yeah, just crazy to me. Four in a row to, to get to sixth. Uh, they're still competing with Union Berlin for, for that last spot. But um, overall, great season from those two teams. Bayer Leverkusen, as expected. Disappointing seasons for, obviously, Mönchengladbach. Check Frankfurt, Wolfsburg, Stuttgart, Hertha Berlin. You know, just crazy. Unreal. Unreal. And then this final one. I'll let you take it away because it's all you. So Real Madrid smashes Espanyol for nothing. Uh, they've been unstoppable in the league. Have won like five in a row to, to clinch the title with four games in hand. Next closest team is Barcelona. 
at uh, at 66 points with four games left. There's a 15-point gap. They're not getting there. Barcelona has had an impressive comeback, though. So, you know, we'll see We'll see how they, they uh, respond to the start of next season and the signings that they make. Real Madrid has signed already, like, Rudiger. Uh, I don't know if we talked about that, but Rudiger is joining Real Madrid on a free, according to Fabrizio Romano. And Barcelona has some signings coming in as well. So, It'll be interesting to see. Sevilla has also, uh, you know, taken that third place spot. Um, they're six points ahead of Real Betis, but I, I don't see Sevilla missing out. And uh, really the fourth place spot is down to Atletico Madrid and Real Betis because, yeah. you know, there's three points that separates them with four games left. Um, all Each of these teams have had has had like up and down form, but it remains to be seen. I guess we'll come back to see who qualified and whether they met our expectations at the beginning of the season uh, when, you know, La Liga and the Bundesliga and all the other remaining top five leagues wrap up. But for now... Actually, Atletico Madrid did not meet our meet our expectations. Because we thought they would win or compete for the title. 100%. Very sure. underwhelming. I think we should get into the best league of the season. Uh, Serie A. Yep. Serie A has been insane this season. We were talking about it a few months back in January when it was still tight. Now it's even more tight. Like, bro, Milan, Inter, and Napoli all still competing. Napoli has had a dip in form in the past past few games that has caused them to take a back seat compared to Milan and Inter. But uh, right now... Milan is at 77 points, Inter's at 75. This is going down to the wire. Milan have three games left with one difficult matchup against Atalanta. Inter have three games left with a lighter, easier schedule. They have Empoli, Cagliari, and Sampdoria. So it'll all come down to who's going to get that literally who's going to win all three games that's that's what it comes down to i i think napoli's out of it already uh but the milan teams are oh so entertaining to watch man so entertaining to watch no i agree i mean this is this is so uh epic to me it sucks that napoli's out of the title race juventus has picked it up like crazy man i mean to put to to be in like eighth place near like January and then to come back and have a ten point gap between fourth and fifth and uh essentially well they clinch Champions League right so right. you this Napoli Inter and Milan all will be in the Champions League next year um I think this is something that we predicted for these four teams but we'll have to double check uh I don't know who's gonna win this Lucas I I think. I think Inter might take it, even though they're behind two points. Because I agree with that. Because I think every time Milan has taken the top spot, something has happened to them where they've just fumbled the ball completely. They lost to Inter in the Coppa Italia. Um, and I just think that for Inter, you know, if they were to end the season winning the Coppa Italia, they play Juventus. If they were to win that and then win the Serie A, this would have been an all-time great season for them when you consider the transfer window that they had in the summer with the players that they lost and the, the players that they replaced them with. Um, but I just think, I just think Milan plays all teams, uh, you know, 11th place or higher. Enter's opponents are in like 14th, 15th and 18th. Yeah. 
I recall off the top of my head. So way easier schedule in comparison. And I just think that uh, I just think that Ender's going to win it. Yeah, I mean, that that's a great shout. It definitely one to watch out for. One team I did want to call out, and it's a team that we'll talk about in another episode because so underwhelming, Atalanta. In January, they were in fourth place. They were cruising in that fourth place spot. Now they're in eighth place, literally 13 points back of uh, the fourth place spot. They had a really bad second half of the year, like really bad. Yeah. And not even just bad to the point that they were in games, they were competing. No, they were just not doing well whatsoever. Um, it's very surprising to see, especially given that they were in the Champions League. And then the Europa League, they, they had a decent run, but they've fallen off in, in the second half of the year. Yeah. Uh, I I agree 100% with you. Uh, I think they'll be back competing for a European position next year because they won't have any competition, so they'll have they'll have an uh, advantage. They I'm I'm pretty sure Gozins got sold to Inter but was hurt, and I think that kind of impacted the system that they play with their wing backs. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense to me why they had a disappointing second half of the season with the the injuries and uh, the dip in form being kind of correlated, but still. To, to finish out of all the competitions, totally disappointing. Another disappointing team for me is Venezia, not because they're good, but because they have the best jerseys and jackets and, and attire and all of the footballing world. And um, they have some decent players, some decent American players on their team that are American internationals, but disappointing. I wanted them to stay up so bad, Lucas, because I want to see what fire jerseys they come back with next year. I hope they come back into the Serie A and stay there. If not, I hope one day I make enough money to buy them and get them to the place that they deserve. But that's yeah. all That's all I have to say. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now let's get into the Premier League. I mean, this is the league that we talk about the most, but it's still coming down to the wire, man. Like, it is, it is bonkers how in sync Man City and Liverpool are. With four games left to play for each of, each of the teams, they have 83 points for Man City and Liverpool with 82, 82, literally a one-point gap, which anything can happen. Um, this is this is the race to be a part of right now. Um, just mind-blowing. Where Man City is facing Newcastle, Wolves, West Ham, not an easy matchup, and Villa. And then Liverpool is facing Tottenham, not an easy matchup, Villa. Uh, Villa but they also have Southampton and Wolves, and they also have the FA Cup and the Champions League that they want to focus on too. So it's going to be a lot of games that they need to juggle, whereas City, they're out of every competition. They don't have to focus on anything. They just have to worry about the Premier League, and they can play and rest, which is massive for City. Um, my opinion, I edge Man City to win it, but anything can happen. This is going to go to Championship Sunday. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, I don't know if any of these teams, if if both of these teams will win all of their games. It's so difficult, especially with Liverpool with the fixture congestion that they have. And uh, I get that they're they're it's easier, right? But the Liverpool Tottenham game is such an important game in this season for for every team that's involved in essentially the top five, right? Yeah. 
because if Tottenham lose that game, then Arsenal can essentially clinch uh, in the North London Derby with the draw. If they beat Leeds, right, they can clinch with the draw. If uh, if by some chance Tottenham wins, that essentially gives Man City the title, right? Because if Man City's to win, a, f- a four-point gap with three games left to play means that Man City can afford two draws or a loss and still make it. Um, so a draw does no one any favors here, neither Tottenham nor Liverpool. Uh, but it's just gonna it's gonna be so exciting to see. I don't know who's gonna win this, Lucas. I mean, I I, I kind of want to say Liverpool, but uh, Man City has like nothing to lose, right? And if they were to if they were to win no trophies this year, that would be so shocking. Yeah, that would be very very disappointing for them. Um, but I mean, you mentioned it briefly that top four race too, like that is tight. That's going to go down to the wire at this point. It is between Arsenal and Tottenham. Um, ah, man, Arsenal's form, they dipped, but then they also, they picked it back up. Honestly, it'll just come down to Tottenham versus Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the matchup. It'll just come down to the, the, that game right there. Um, can we talk about how psychotic Arsenal is? They they lose to Crystal Palace, absolutely blown off uh, the the pitch. Lose to Brighton, lose to Southampton, come back, beat beat Chelsea, beat Manchester United, beat West Ham, and then I just I don't know what to expect from this team. Right? They play Leeds, Tottenham, Newcastle, and Everton. If they, if you told me they lost all four, I'd believe you. If you told me they won all four, I would believe you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I. Uh, Arsenal, I think, are going to get top four, definitely exceeding all expectations that everybody had for them. Mikel Arteta has been fantastic for them. Great, yeah. great season all around. I agree. I agree. I think Arsenal get it. Uh, totally non-biased take here. Um, but I just think that the biggest difference to me is the, the Liverpool-Tottenham game because I don't think Tottenham win that one. And I think if Arsenal beat Leeds, that opens up the door. For, for them to, to essentially clinch it, right, with the five-point gap with three games left to play. Um, so so that's, just, that's just how I feel. I think Arsenal will get it. Uh, Manchester United will probably end up getting all – they're kind of locked into that sixth spot. So you will get European football next year, Lucas, which, I mean, honestly, is a disappointment, but sh- that's something that you should expect every season Yes, uh, for Manchester United. West Ham probably will be slated in the Conference League. We will see, though, because they've lost a bunch of games, and so has Wolves, who's competing with them. Um, you know, as far as the relegation battle, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit, and then and then we'll talk more once we recap the end of the season. But, I mean, these three teams, Burnley, Leeds, and Everton, have been, <laughs> like, shown up with the best form of their season. Burnley with... So they like fire Sean Dyche. We think that they're they're automatically shot. Like I don't I don't foresee them winning. They appoint Michael Jackson from mm-hmm. bed. <laughs> like that's his name, and uh, and basically they they end up taking ten points from possible twelve, which is crazy to me. Crazy to me. Um, I mean Watford, Norwich City, done. No no point in talking about them. But they're already relegated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I mean. That's why I mean. It's over for them. There's nothing they, they, they could possibly do. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen here, Lucas. I I said Everton would be the ones to get relegated, but they've they've had some of the most pr- impressive results 
you know, beating Manchester United, beating Chelsea. Uh, I get that they lost to, to Liverpool, but it's Liverpool. They drew with Leicester. They play, they play uh, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Crystal Palace, and then they play Arsenal at the end of the season. So just based on the string of games, man, I, don't, I, think, I think it's looking uh, really tough for Leeds with Arsenal and Chelsea coming up. So I think it's, I think it's looking really tough for them. So I, I, don't, I don't know uh, what's going to happen, but if you had to tell me right now, I think it's Leeds that gets relegated. I'm with you. Just because that goal differential is such a huge, huge difference there. I think yeah. it be leads too. Yeah, I agree. And also, uh, just just to say one last thing before we talk uh, about the the next subject we want to discuss. Uh, I mean, if if Everton stay up, it's a great job by Frank Lampard. Honestly, the the managerial changes. All three of these teams have changed managers, and it's it, they've all gotten the bump. So it'll be crazy to see how this this plays out. Yeah, no, we'll definitely talk about this. This is. It's actually a lot of fun. They're so interchangeable, these three teams, in the last few weeks. They've literally gone, every single one of these teams has been in that 18th position uh, at least once. It's, it's just hysterical. Um, all right, Lucas, is there anything else that we should give a shout to and talk about? Do we want to talk about Mbappe? And the yeah, I was actually going to mention Mbappe. So <clears throat> you definitely have to bring it up. His contract is running out this year. Uh, and reports came out that he extended with PSG. However, his mother came out and said uh, it's not true, that it's fake news, 100%. So that is one to watch out for because Mbappe's transfer or contract is literally going to change the landscape of football. It's going to change where Holland goes. It's going to change where Pogba goes. It impacts everything. So... That's gonna. I'm waiting for that domino to the, to fall. Yeah, I mean, do we think it'll fall relatively quickly uh, once the transfer window opens? I know he can announce it essentially at any time, but um, what do you what do you think? Like, do you think he'll announce it sooner rather than later? What he does? Because because it's right after, the season, right after the season he'll announce it. Okay, because I think their season is essentially over, right? So yeah. like. So, like, if he was to just play out the rest of the games and then announce it after the last game is played, I could totally see that happening. I can see him waiting until the Champions League final is over, too, so he doesn't cause a media havoc on Real Madrid. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. You know what? That's a great point, too. Um, I want to give some shouts. Uh, Mikel Arteta extends his contract uh, with Arsenal until 2025. He's had a great job this season. All the transfers that they made essentially hit for them, uh, which is super rare, right? It's it's yeah. usually one or two don't don't work out. But I would say everything that they they sought for uh, with the players that they bought, they achieved. Rangers, uh, we talked about them making their Europa League final. Lucas, guess how much their team, their starting eleven, cost in transfer fees. I'll give you a number, one through fifty million. Uh, twenty-seven. No. More? Less? Less. No way. Yeah, less. What? That's about, crazy. Ha, about what's what's it? Was you guys? I said that's crazy. I less, said seven. Literally, like half of what your first guess was. No way. Thirteen point six five million euros. They wow. um, I'll I'll read you the lineup right now. Uh. <laughs> Right 
their uh, and Kent, their starting forwards cost two hundred thousand uh, dollars and seven point two million euros. Um, Aribo was a free agent. Jack was a free agent. Camara cost fifty five thousand dollars. Lundstrom was a free agent. Grisic cost two point four five million euros. Bassi was a free agent. Goldson cost three point four million euros. Tavernier, they're starting right back, two hundred and fifty thousand. And McGregor, a free agent. So you have essentially five free agent signings on that team, and then you have basically three other signings that were less than two hundred, well, less than three hundred thousand euros, which is insane, right? Insane. Um, I mean, what Jared has built and what the new manager has taken and built upon, based on what they've had, has been uh, incredible. The mentality of that club is the reason why they have gotten as far as they have. Uh, yeah, that's insane. And also losing Gerard um, in the middle of the season and still doing their, their stuff, eh, kudos to them. A lot of props. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Chelsea FC, there's no news on whether or not they have someone uh, officially purchasing it, right? It's kind of just like all these complicated exclusives and stuff saying that, you know, maybe they're th- that they'll end up uh, getting bought that by this bid. Some of the Chelsea FC new owners may not be able to pay dividends for 10 years because of the strict limits on the club's debt. Um, I think that's kind of all BS in my opinion. And I think... Uh, I think it's crazy that uh, all the stuff that's going on with Chelsea is going on, you know, just going through all of the the fun facts that we have here. Um, We have Jose Mourinho who's celebrating the Europa League final and crying, or no, the, the Conference League final, sorry. He is the first manager to reach the Champions League final, the Europa League final, and the Conference League final. I believe if he wins the conference league, which he he very well may, you know, we're favored in him right now, that he can essentially be the first manager to win all three, which would be a crazy achievement and kind of play into his legacy. You know, uh, very few managers have had the ex- success that he has had in European competitions. Ancelotti's the other one that really comes to mind. And um, yeah, just scrolling through, read it here like we always want to do but as far as that goes uh i don't really have any other news to cover i do want to look through the bets that we may possibly have to place so we will see right now what's going on if you guys would just bear with me for the fixtures uh lucas had to step away for a second so we're going to figure out what we need to do right here for our bets. All right. We have Lucas, thank you for joining us back. <laughs> we're about to quick we're, break. What's up? I had to take a quick break. I know, I know. I have my bets though. You have your bets? I do have my bets. All right, go ahead, Lucas. I was doing that in the background. All right. There I mean, there is a lot going on, but it's mainly the leagues right now. There are props already out there for the Champions League final, where they have Real Madrid major underdogs, plus 260 to win. Get out of here. Yeah, plus 260. I'll take those odds any day of the week. Lucas, this week. What's up? uh, But yeah, for this week, I really like 
Man City over three and a half goals versus Newcastle at plus 135. Man City, after the epic collapse, they want to just penetrate the team that they're about to face. And that's what's going to happen. So Man City over three and a half versus Newcastle plus 135. Over total goals, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, I found one that I really like. I like West Ham over Norwich City at minus 130. Uh, I like the odds. Yeah, yeah, I like the odds on that. Uh, West Ham coming off a loss. I'm sure they're pissed and they're motivated. They want to get a good good result. Norwich has lost three on the spot. Uh, they're they're already insured relegation. Maybe that might make it seem like they're a freer team and they they could get a result against West Ham. But I just feel like. West Ham has to get right at some point, and I think they're going to get right against Norwich. So I like that as my first bet. I like it. My second bet, staying in the Premier League, because to be honest, I didn't see anything outside the Prem that was like worth uh, betting on. So I only have two this week. But my second one is Liverpool and Spurs, both to combine to over 10 corners. Okay. I like that. That's at minus 110. So pretty much even money. Damn, that is, that is crazy, actually. Even money for that. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough with the Bundesliga, right? Because because almost everything is essentially wrapped up for them. Uh, I'm just looking through La Liga just to confirm everything that you have. Damn, that is Barcelona is a crazy game this weekend. That's unreal. Second versus fifth. I like that. Villarreal versus Sevilla is also crazy. Sevilla is an underdog at plus 220 against Villarreal. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to lock that in as my bet, but that's that's the shout that I'm going to give yeah. for, for that one. Real Madrid is also an underdog in the Madrid Derby at plus 260. And you know what we do with the Real Madrid money line? When yeah, we no, we do it instantly. Instantly do that. Yeah, so, I mean... uh. I just have to do that. I'm gonna. I have to do Real Madrid money line at plus two sixty, uh, and I, I'm gonna give a shout to Sevilla plus two twenty. Not as like my official bet, but that's something to consider yeah. for the people listening. I love it. I love it. All right. What's uh? Do you have another one or no? I I'm don't. Gonna... Like I said, I only have two that are that I am confident in. Okay. I don't want to go three and like uh it may or may not happen. Yeah. Go two because the last one I had was uh Real Madrid money line versus Sevilla. They ended up winning that. And then Arsenal money line versus Southampton. Yeah. And I believe yeah. they lost that. If I remember uh, correctly. They they lost. That. We both had that. They both lost they both lost that. Yeah. But we ended up we ended up crushing uh crushing that week from what I remember because I think we bet we bet Brentford I bet Brentford to win it. Yeah, and I bet uh, another team that that uh, we bet another team that won in the last minute. Both of the teams winning in the last second. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, we're 19 for 27 overall, which has been crazy for us because we're we're essentially crushing. Uh, what is it? 70 percent of our bets. So, for for our official count, yeah. So we're gonna do Man City over three and a half uh, goals against Newcastle. Total goals. Uh, the corners for Tottenham, Liverpool. We're going to do the West Ham money line and the Real Madrid money line as our bets for the weekend. Lock that in, baby. Yep. All right, Lucas. I ran through uh, Reddit soccer. Uh, oh, I love it. Gone, just scrolling through and stuff. Uh, 
But I guess we'll get into transfers and we'll we'll talk about the leagues, you know, next week when when we recap uh, what happened in the Prime and Serie A and uh, talk about a preview for the finals the following week. But is there anything else you would like to to cover before we go on to this weekend? Dude, I think you covered it off. Like there there was so much that we talked about this week, and we had to try to like condense it into like a 50, 55 minute like time period. But I think we did a great job of recapping it. Um, no, I thought, yeah. Just also look out for Erling Holland. Yes. Erling Holland transfer news. Look out for that. Um, I oh one other thing. Speaking of Erling Erling Holland, his uh manager, his agent. Uh, rest in peace to Mino Raiola. Not sure if you had mentioned that when. No, no, I didn't mention that. But yep, I remember the super agent. Uh, yeah, super agent. He's a bit of a, like, maniac when it comes to being the agent, but rest in peace, like, he he actually did a lot of good for the footballing world. Um, so, yeah, want to call that out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, people hate him, right, because of the transfer fees and the the agent fees that he received, but he did a lot of good for his players. Yeah. Uh, we both read, we both read uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic's book, when we were uh, younger, right, when he wrote in his autobiography that Mino Raiola is his best friend. Yeah. You know, like he he loves this guy, uh, and he talks about all the things that he did for him. And, uh, you know, there's rumors of Zlatan eventually retiring after the season to partner with uh, Raiola's brother and continue on Raiola's agency. I can think of nothing better for Ibrahimovic to do than to be an agent. That would be so uh, funny. He would be legendary. He'd be a legendary agent. Yeah. He would. All right. With that being said, you know, enjoy them, Tuckers. We've had a wild couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we, it's going to be crazy going forward, and, and I'm only excited to see what ends up happening. For sure. You, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. You you took my saying. I'm supposed to say enjoy them, Tuckers. Right. Yeah. right. Enjoy them, Tuckers, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show.